forget everything that you think you know about comics. Some say the battle of good versus evil is never ending because evil always survives. Some say that there are two types of people in this world, those who drink beer and those who enjoy a good comic. But damn it, we are the bridge. And to that we say cheers. We are your guardians, your watchful protectors from everything mundane. Because in the real world, you either die a hero or you drink long enough to see yourself become the villain. There's a war going on out there. How can you be sure you're on the right side? The ageless debate of what's right and wrong brought to your headphones with the simplest of solutions. With great beer comes great responsibility. And we accept that responsibility. For in brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape our sight. We are hop heroes, bringing the relevance of great beer and comic book stories to light. Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes, the show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Arith, and with me, as always, we have talented artists and comic enthusiasts, J.R. Gonzalez. Sup, Jordan? Sup, baby boy? How was your Memorial Day? I was good. Uh, got a lot done, so it was fun. Had to go back to work, hated it. <laughs> you know, been normal. Rinse and repeat, yeah. I yeah. feel that. I went out... Uh, camping at uh, Cooper Landing um, which is just like this little secluded beach out here in the, kind of the middle of nowhere and I, uh, I posted a video last year on Instagram from Cooper Landing because we went there last year for the same holiday and I said that no place have I ever been that's had such beauty so close to oh, where yeah. I live now and I remember all my Washington friends just fucking erupted <laughs> like oh really motherfucker so I didn't say <laughs> like that this year I just said round two Cooper Landing um, and it was it was a great trip um, but there's also been some glorious news today. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia was renewed for its 15th season. That is a lot. That makes it the longest running live action comedy series of all time. Wow. And that's why I am repping my Charlie Kelly Bird Law shirt today in honor. Because <laughs> Sammy and I went as bird lawyers for one Halloween and nobody knew who the fuck we were. But we knew. And that's, you knew. that's, most, that's most all that matters. Yeah. Um, but, uh, more so in the comic book realm for the news, um, the Snyder cut, it made yeah. it, it's fucking coming. I, it's like a big deal. I mean, even my sisters were like talking about it. Today, yeah, dude. Who would have thought? Everybody's excited about, I know. And everybody's super excited about the HBO max and we're like trying to devise a way, like who's going to buy this app so we can share it. You know, it's all like, yeah. Uh, for those, big deal. For those that don't know what that means, um, the uh, Zack Snyder, he was the original director for the Justice League when it was uh, in being written and created. And unfortunately, he had to step away from the film um, almost post-production uh, because of a family tragedy. So uh, Joss Whedon was, came in and kind of took the reins and went from there. And as we know, the movie was a flop. And ever since, uh, the fan base has been pushing the movement, release the Snyder Cut. That hashtag was like, more popular than release the cracking i think it was it was yeah. trending it was huge and i have to say this is the first time i've seen the fan base push really actually come into effect like it's pretty pretty remarkable yeah and i i think it's gonna um i'm seeing i think we're seeing we've always seen petitions before you know like mm -hmm. get rid of <laughs> ben affleck and you know some other <laughs> That's ironic. some other things which were absolutely probably true at sometimes but I think people are really starting with social media and 
the way that people are communicating podcasts is huge. Um, and obviously Joe Rogan's taking that to the next level. Uh, is that I think that people are starting these big production companies are starting to really listen to the fans and hey, why not? We got an app coming out. Let's make that a big deal and yeah. make a big epic, you know, um, uh, uh, release of something. And what better way to do that than something that people have been asking for? Yeah, I was thinking about what has actually come to fruition from a fan like push. And I mean, there's always been people pushing for certain things. I know we were pushing for Carnage to come to the main screen. That's finally yep. happening. Yep. I don't think that we can take full credit for that, um, no. except that we will, and and we and we have. <laughs> uh, but uh, you think like the first thing that comes to mind was like the Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, like the first release of the digital image, and then it's like the people lash back and like they actually invested money and changed it. Um, the the L.A. Rams they released their logo, and the freaking public went nuts of how much they disliked it. And they like, ugly. made some adjustments and like said, okay, we've taken your feedback. Like social media is a freaking vortex from hell in most cases, <laughs> but it has proven to be, you know, somewhat beneficial in these circumstances. And it seems like the, the, the leadership, the top dogs, the 1% are actually finally somewhat listening. So yeah, if you, if you have to predict, so Warner Brothers and NASA is coming out to HBO Max 2021. If you had to predict, would you think it'd be a movie release or are you thinking an episodic release? Kind of like Mandalorian um, style. I think it. Well, I mean, it's super long. I mean, they could do both ways, but I, I'd, I'd hope in movie way, make it a movie. They got a lot of things coming out. HBO Max. We talked about that basket full of heads coming yeah, out. That um, looks really cool. It does, and it's written by Joe Hill, which is obviously we know who wrote Lock and Key. Um, so I'm in. I'm Legendary. intrigued. Yeah, and I'm intrigued. So I, I think they got some other things that are are turning into TV shows and why not make this into a movie? Um, and I, and I hear that. that way. I hear that. And I think from the fans perspective, that's what we'd hope for. If I'm thinking like I'm HBO, the, the, the this movie is going to take another 20 to 30 million um, to invest in to, to complete their saying. So I'm assuming HBO max is, is fronting some of that bill in order to oh. make this happen. Yeah. So if, if I'm them, I'm thinking, okay, we're going to get a huge push of subscriptions during this release. And then, just like Mandalorian, a huge drop off after they've watched it. So mm. if I want to keep that subscription as long as possible, I'm going to drag this out as much as I can, you know, week yeah. by week, maybe even every two weeks just to be a dick about it <laughs> to keep that yeah. those subscriptions. So I can see that. Yeah. I think just it'll be interesting. Drag it out. Yeah. Uh, it's very interesting in how they're marketing these things these days. Um, particularly with, uh, everybody thought, cause you know, they brought out that Mandalorian, the Disney Plus stuff. I mean, everybody jumped on that bandwagon. Like, it wasn't even COVID time. It was mm -hmm. before that. So uh, I could definitely see that. I didn't. It's just so interesting. We're, we live in interesting times to have this kind of, um, you know, media at your hands with the movies and TVs. And I mean, you can watch it anywhere you go. So and the popularity and yeah, how fast and I, they realize that. I think that that's it's such a benefit to to have this platform because if this was theatrical and blu-ray and that kind of a release i, I doubt this comes back yeah like i doubt the standard cut happens but the fact that streaming is an option and the instant revenue flow that creates and the lack of like physical production needed to make that happen i think that's just yeah it's a, it's an open opportunity and it's going to just really open the door for more content that we wouldn't have previously gotten so yeah i agree some positives and some negatives about social media, but this one's definitely a positive. I don't expect much. I'll be honest. I mean, 
I get it. Uh, Snyder made what three hundred and what? Else? Oh, he made Watchmen, right? Yeah, he did. Um, watch. He's got a definite definite style. Um, he, you know, he did. I know people maybe not have liked the Man of Steel, but it definitely had like a, a hint of darkness to it, and so yeah. did Watchmen. Um, so he kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Christopher Nolan, you know, a little bit with some of his like st- the the way he uses his cinematic lenses and the way he moves his cameras around and you know the editing so um it's just i think sometimes the storytelling's not as great as christopher nolan so i think sometimes it gets a little wacky out yeah that's what i was gonna say i feel like his movies are dark but just like literally they're at night all the time yeah like like they're just like dark in the city and like they have that that blue lens like you're talking about it makes it feel like everything's kind of in, in you know What's the word I'm thinking of? Encapsulated or whatever. Yeah. It's just, everything feels tight knit and close and dark and like in a, in a, you're almost in a cave, a cavern. But like the actors are super like the writing, the dialogue. It's it's not really that dark. Nothing really dark happens. Watchmen, granted, it was pretty dark, but I mean the comic is more darker than the movie. Yeah, yeah. Know? So I I, yeah. I think that he has a dark like side to him that people talk about, but like it's really just the lighting almost to the point that's yeah. the dark side of it. I just feel like he he probably needs to take more possession of the script, you know, of things. And sometimes, I mean, it's hard really to. You got Ben Affleck. I mean, as your Batman. I mean, the most stiff fight, like immobile Batman in. I know he's super like padded out with that suit, and um, it just made rock'em sock'em robot like one of the fights. I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I felt like he had not the best opportunity. I mean, I like the Man of Steel. I watched that in theaters and that, I mean, the the scene where he's flying around and punching people, uh, you kind of you kind of lose your breath because it's such, in the theater, you it's such a heavy moment. Um, and Right, made, but you said that, he, that's huge right there, in the theater. Like, this is yeah. going to be from your couch or on your cell phone. Like, it's not going to have that cinematic effect. So it's got to be like the that's substance has got to be so much better. I'm going to hook yeah. up it to my Bose speaker and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Put in your Dre beats and just watch yeah. it. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. So, obviously, it's good news regardless. The fact that this happened, the people people have spoken and, and they got what they were wishing for. How good it's going to be, we'll see. Um, but from where the original was at, I think you can only go up from there. Uh, so yeah. They made so that. many mistakes. Had so much opportunity with the original. Just lost. Just yeah. lost. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But uh, this week, uh, we got no Zach on, unfortunately. Once again, uh, he's got a busy week ahead of him, but uh, we'll be getting him back shortly. But we do have another special guest that uh, we are incredibly excited about. Uh, Chris Miller, owner of the Red Hot in Tacoma, is going to be on for a Q&A later in this episode. And typically on the episodes, as you know, we do a beverage breakdown, talk about beer, liquor, whatever we're drinking, and the history of that. But one thing that makes the Red Hot so unique is it's a hot dog bar. It's got a very unique gourmet hot dog menu that is speaks true to my heart, and I'm sure yours as well, and, and a lot of the listeners out there. So instead of doing a beverage breakdown, uh, we're going to dive into the dog. Yeah. So let's take that dive, baby. <laughs> pretty interesting i mean we're, we're eating on a mic with no video so i mean it's, it's i don't know if it's like faux pas or not but i'm just gonna lap my lips as close as i can to the <laughs> mic, just for the great audio um, um but before we, we which hot dogs yeah before we, we dive into the hot dog itself i got a little bit of a history on the hot dog so the word frankfurter comes from frankfurt germany obviously 
uh, where pork sausages originated. And frankfurters date back all the way to the 13th century and were actually almost like a form of royalty. They were handed out to people during imperial coronations. So like when uh, imperial was crowned, they would hand out sausages to the to the uh, oh, yeah. crowd, uh, <laughs> kind of like in celebration, uh, which is the most German thing I think I've ever fucking heard. Um, the term wiener comes from Vienna, Austria, um, and Vienna is pronounced Wien in German, which is spelled W-E-I-N, or however you pronounce it. Uh, so the term wiener is actually uh, German for Vienna. And uh, that that is where the pork was or the beef was introduced with the pork. So the term wiener is when not it's not just a pork dog, but it's pork and beef together. So that's where wiener comes from. And in the 1800s, German immigrants bought this cultured product. They brought it over to the States and started selling it uh, mostly on the East Coast. It originated in New York and St. Louis. Um, but they would sell them just the sausages and they would even give you gloves to hold the sausage and eat it with. In the, in the expectation that you'd return the gloves. And they, they realized that this was very inconvenient. They were losing money left and right. People were returning the gloves. Uh, so eventually in St. Louis, uh, they realized they could put the bun or put the dog in a bun and serve that. And it was much more convenient, much more cost friendly, and people enjoyed it more. So that was when it really started ri- rising on the popularity charts. And then in 1893, it began being released in uh, ballparks and became the ballpark favorite snack. So baseball really plummeted the the popularity of the hot dog um which was the biggest boom and then it took over from there it became a menu item at the white house soon after that and hot dogs became kind of almost (laughs) identified the american culture of cuisine fucking hot dogs and burgers like hot dogs burgers (laughs) hot dogs at a baseball stadium is so american it's not even like you cannot i don't even i don't even half the time the hot dogs are like 15 bucks and they're like okay sometimes so i don't even get a hot dog but you have to get a hot dog so i buy a hot a 15 dollar hot dog that i don't even eat half the time but yeah you gotta have it at the ballpark so, yeah absolutely absolutely and i and i i almost missed the good old days because now you go to the ballpark and there's all it's, it's all elevated right it's like crazy oh, like bratwurst with <laughs> three pounds of grilled onions and this nacho cheese sauce and the spicy deli mustard on a gluten-free freaking foot long bun or like i went to the diamondbacks game and they had this fucking hot dog they served you in a trough and it's covered in mac and cheese and bacon and stuff and i mean it's good but sometimes you just want a you know a dog with some mustard and some ketchup maybe yep you know some relish that's all i like yeah i mean all the drunken nights there's a place called munchies in pullman uh go cougs that they were open until 2 a.m and they would serve hot dogs on the side of the street in this little tent and they had all the toppings they had jalapeno cream cheese like all this stuff and every night Without fail, you'd go and there'd be 50 people waiting in line for a $2 hot dog just blacked out in the middle of the sidewalk. Just, <laughs> just terrible people falling. My buddy broke his ankle waiting in line for a hot dog. It's just oh, it's kind of a, you know, like a induction into being a kook. It's, it's going to Munchies, getting a hot dog at 1.30 in the morning, blitzed out of your mind. So <laughs> hot dogs, they've come a long way and they brought us all the way to the Red Hot. So we've, we've made two hot dogs ourselves from the menu that the Red Hot serves. Which one did you bring to the table, JR? I brought the uh, it's the hot dog with the mac and cheese mm. and the hot sauce. Um, what is it? Hound dog, I think is what it's called. And okay. I, I had this. Of course, I'm not adventurous when it comes to food. Um, if it's vegan, don't tell me it's vegan because I won't eat it. But <laughs> um, definitely, uh, 
like we went to where this was during our live show and fa- the fact that we i mean we were hungry so we were with Vinny, and he's like hey we need to go to the red hot i had never been there mm-hmm. um and i'm like i love mac and cheese and i love hot dog but i've never had it together so why not and it's got hot sauce on there i'm a hot sauce guy so i thought i'm not even close i'm pretty sure i'm not even close to um what it is in the restaurant but uh definitely was one of my favorite hot dogs i've ever eaten ever yeah at the red yeah. hot so i'm surprised you never had that combination i'm a big i'm a big hot dog and, and mac and cheese guy my dad used to cut them up for me when i was a kid you never yeah. had you never had the hot dogs in your mac and cheese i i've had like the hot dogs and mac and cheese but not like usually it's like a big plate of mac and cheese and then the hot dog and then you know it's every time you get midway or like once i think we do like a chili dog and mac and mm-hmm. cheese you know what i yeah. mean yeah yeah. Um. I guess the Get poor man's food. Yeah. Mm. You put some mayo in there. Um. But never like where you. It's kind of like ratatouille. You like you eat the cheese and the and the strawberry, and then you eat the cheese and strawberry together, and you're like, whoa. And yeah. That's exactly what happened with this hot dog. It's like <laughs> whoa, different uh, different taste buds there got activated. So, but yeah, I've never had it to where like it was such a uh uh. I don't know. It's it's so hard to describe because it, I mean, yeah, I've had the mac and cheese hot dog with chili cheese and all that, but usually it's just one big mess. Not like this neat together. It was so fancy too. It was so yeah, they do a good job. It's very refined. Yeah, um, delicious craving sonar food. So, have you taken a bite yet today? I have not. So I'll do Let's it right hear now. you dive in, baby. I want I want to okay. see this. <laughs> just putting wieners in my mouth. I Put guess that I don't know. Fat throbbing wiener in there. <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> I'm half mass <laughs> for sure right now. It's actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Um, I did a great job, job cooking that hot dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Take all the credit. So classic combination, mac and cheese, hot sauce and hot dog. I don't know if it's called the hound dog. Cause I think mine is the Homer hound dog. I think I believe. Did I get it wrong? Uh, I'm not sure what it's called, but I, I made the, so, so this is the first time I've had this combination when I went to the red hot. And it's uh, one of their staples. It's peanut butter and bacon on a hot dog. And it sounds ridiculous until you've tried it. And then it just makes complete sense. Yours is the hound dog. Yeah, okay. So, Mine's the gang- gangsta mac. The gangsta mac. That's yeah. way more hood. So I have never <laughs> made this myself, but this is the first time. So let's take a little dive in here. It's so crunchy. <laughs> you mm. can totally eat <laughs> <laughs> that is some sound bites right there just mm. that cr- <laughs> mm, and crunchy <laughs> well i think the key here and oh my god it's delicious is you gotta get the crunchy bacon you can't yeah. have kind of that floppy bacon because the salt is already there from the hot dog so the bacon's not necessarily there for the salt right it's there for the smoke and it's there for that texture that crunchy texture and it brings it, man. That that is a delicious <laughs> hot dog. I never would have thought it. And if you are listening at home, you're like, "What the fuck are these guys thinking?" A, go to Red Hot, yes. or B, if you're unable to for any reason, make it at home. And you're not going to regret it. It's delicious. It was fun. It was it was. I had fun just getting yeah. that stuff together, cooking it on the grill. Absolutely, you know, it's fun. Goddamn American to eat a hot dog. Yep. Absolutely, and that's our uh, that's our dive to the dog. So let's go back to the. But I'm going hungry. 
And we're back, and we have our very special guest on with us, Chris Miller. Chris, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Uh, we're doing fantastic, man. We have the local Tacoma legend on with us, and I'm getting a little starstruck. I don't know. I'm very, very happy <laughs> oh. about this. For those of you that uh, live in the Washington Tacoma area, Chris owns the Red Hot, the legendary hot dog bar um, in Tacoma on Sixth Ave, right? I think that's the avenue. Yes, on. I know Sixth Avenue. Everybody says Sixth Ave, and everybody thinks everything's on Sixth Ave, but it is actually <laughs> on Sixth Ave, and it's it's a legendary place. So uh, we just had a quick. Q&A while we have you on board, just kind of get to know you a little better and get to know Absolutely. history of Red Hot. So, Jerry, you want to get started, buddy? Yeah. So, I'm actually super excited about about this because um, everybody talks about Red Hot. I mean, even years ago before, I'm like, what do you, what's Red Hot? They just sell hot dogs? Like what? You know, and, and <laughs> uh, I mean, this was years ago and I have friends who love them, uh, love you guys and all I go there all the time. Everybody's excited about Red Hot and waiting for you guys to open up. Um, and thank you. He's and, chewing his gangsta mac dog. Sorry, right I'm trying now. to eat it. Talk. <laughs> and I but, made me uh, uh, the old Homer hound dog with the bacon and everything. Yeah. <laughs> nice, my favorite. Um, so you know, I I think one a great a great way to kind of understand what's going on is kind of like understand you and kind of like understand where you you know grew up and you know the 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 beginnings of of Chris Miller. <laughs> you know, I think would be a great way sure. to start this. Uh, I was um. Born in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, me and my family live there. I'm, we moved to Washington State in 1992. I was uh, 16 years old. My brother was 17. And I pretty much just like uh, finished up our high school real quick. And um, yeah, we've been here ever since. And uh, I don't plan on uh, going anywhere. So awesome. great call. Great yeah. call. Hard to beat Washington. What brought you from yeah. Carolina to, to Washington? That's a huge move. Oh, so my dad, uh, he, who is now my business partner, he worked for Very the cool. Department of Defense. So essentially he worked <laughs> at the Charleston Naval Shipyard. And uh, in the early 90s, they were essentially making federal cutbacks and closing down certain shipyards in the country. Uh, my old man got sort of done his research and was like, we need to move before we get laid off. And so he transferred to uh, Puget Sound Naval Shipyard. I, I remember it was a Monday and I got home from school and he was like, hey, we're moving to Washington. And I'm like, cool, when? He was like, Friday. <laughs> oh, shit. And cool, like when? the next day was my last day of school. We packed up and moved and damn, been here ever since. It's quick. I dig right it. On, I yeah. I was, you know, I was down in that area last year. You know, I think we were in um, Charleston, and yeah. the food is completely different. Um, so, yeah. do you? I mean, do you have any like stories about that? I know. I mean, I ate grits for the first time out there. Um, uh -huh. I ate, uh, I ate flounder, which was super good. Uh, I mean, they, uh -huh. they put their meat on display out there. I mean, it was yes. literally pig on a table, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of. Um... Uh, you know, the barbecue is sort of a regional specialty there. Um, and that are like, you know, a lot of people are very in touch with and <laughs> very particular about it. Right. Um, lots of, you know, sort of like here, I mean, I guess, you know, it, it's also a coastal state, so there's tons of seafood, you know, I see parallels, but yeah, there's definitely, oh, the, I guess, cuisine, if you call it, uh, is a lot different. Um, yeah, grits. That was, 
I think the uh, the biggest shock when I got out here, like nobody really ate them, and I was like, "What do you like? What do you? It's like cereal that you know, fuck? like everybody eats it." <laughs> and so I was just like, you know, like going to a restaurant and it's not on the menu. I was like totally puzzled by that. Do you just flip the table but, and walk out when that happens? No, no, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I still um, I still eat grits. I actually. Uh, have them shipped out from the East Coast. Oh, <laughs> and, shit. All right. Yeah. So, um, tried and true. But yeah, you know, yeah. A, a lot of different food, a lot of great food. Um, and actually, like a lot of the basis of some of our food that we serve at the Red Hot is sort of based in, in a lot of uh, stuff from South Carolina. Um, our actually, like our chili recipe, like uh, that are on like our Coney Dog and stuff like that, that's sort of taken from. South Carolina. It was like an old recipe uh, from actually like an old pool hall that is is out there. And, oh um, shit, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's if, if you and even our slaw, like a lot of people, you know, we call it Southern style slaw. So pretty much where we're from, you know, a lot of things are, have a vinegar as a base, and so that's why it, it gives it sort of the taste that it does because everything has like a vinegar base. Our all meat chili has a vinegar base. Our coleslaw dressing has a vinegar base. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> glad you. you brought it with you. It's so cultured. I've, yeah. I've been from Washington and Alaska. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it was like my mom's recipes. So, um, you know, we're still serving them at the red hot for sure. Well, that's definitely comes out in the flavor. So that's, that's great, man. Um, thank you. And, and obviously the red hot, red hot's a huge deal, but, 1992 to when you open, there's a big gap there. I mean, what what did you do before the Red Hot? Uh, <clears throat> oh, I finished high school and I became a carpenter, and sort of did my own thing. Um, kind of learned on the job and got pretty successful at it. Um, became a foreman, kind of bounced around different uh, residential companies. Uh, did some commercial work, but sort of in the end, I started specializing in like um, interior trim and doing like remodels stuff like that and uh so yeah until until i was 30 yeah so and the reason why i started i guess sort of the segue here is um <laughs> i was uh working on a job up on capitol hill in seattle uh i was outside working on a a, a door pan so for an exterior door that goes outside and um Everybody on the scaffolding above me was supposed to have cleared out. No one was supposed to be on that side of the building. Someone was, and from a few floors up, they dropped. Uh, it's a product. It's like a concrete siding. So all this concrete siding landed on me. Oh, I got a pretty severe, pretty severe uh, spinal injury. Uh, I was laid up for almost a year straight, uh, pretty much just going to um, rehab and not moving. Oh, my God. <laughs> And uh, having a lot of time to uh, think about what I was going to do next because there's because of that accident, I have um, some some pretty serious uh, physical limitations on what I can and can't do, and you know, learn to live with them. Nothing um, debilitating, but uh, definitely not fun to have. But um, that's sort of uh, where I got it at the time. Um, my family, my brother his life that was going on. He had become a, a bartender and uh, was working up at uh, oh, the Comet Tavern in Seattle. The uh, Comet. One, Love the Comet. Yeah. 
uh, before it changed. And, uh, <laughs> so um, maybe I don't. He worked. He, he worked at he worked at many places, and um, but the comet was one, and he ended up just wanting to move to Kitsap County, where my parents were living in Port Orchard, and they opened up uh, like a cocktail lounge in um, in Port Orchard, and uh, he ran that. And um, I had actually built it, you know, the interior and stuff like that. Oh, very cool. And while he was running that is when I got my accident. So I was like, I don't really know what to do. I don't have any other training. I'd been, that's the only thing I'd been doing since high school. And uh, I was just like, uh, you know, I liked beer. I was like, I want to open up a tavern, a small place. And um, I was like, I want to serve hot dogs for food just because, like, I like hot dogs. And... <laughs> You know, there was really not a lot of thought put into that. It was just, I knew I wanted to serve a really good hot dog, but yeah. that, that was as far as it went. And um, so, yeah, that was sort of, I guess, like the long story on how I got to open the Red Hot. And um, wow. so, You've been through yeah, some that was shit, pretty man. much it. Well, and then um, I, I, I got to say, I, I can't imagine how much pain you went through having you said a concrete siding fall on you like good lord yeah it was it was quite a bit of it yeah. uh, i'm a big guy and i could take a beating but not that much jesus christ well i i am so sorry for the pain you went through but i will tell you that every single civilian that passes through sixth avenue in tacoma is grateful for that accident because if it if that's what led to this then we are yes. very very happy it's almost like for our comic book fans out there you're like the charles xavier of the of the tavern business because when he lost his ability to walk that's when he truly began to <laughs> right? encapsulate his powers <laughs> thank you yeah and uh, run the it exit. was uh it was definitely uh a, a leap of faith for sure <laughs> so but you know it's owned by my family and sort of actually to even go a step further my back injury that's how i met my current my wife oh there you um, go that's wow. how I opened my business, and um, you know, so surprised you yeah, didn't name your bar the Silver Lining because there seems to be a right? lot of coming from this. <laughs> well, but. you know, even when I, it, it was funny because uh, I had started building the bar, and even though I, so I was still like physically incapacitated on a lot of stuff, so I could still do some work, but I just had to do it slow, or I'd have to have someone like anything pretty much over twenty pounds at the time. I had to have someone move for me. And so my father, he helped me out quite a bit. And, uh, but I remember building it. And I don't know, our original space, um, bathrooms included, was 955 square feet. And I remember people would, uh, would come in. Like I would leave the door open for if people wanted to come in and see what we were doing. And every person that came in, they were just like, yeah, good luck. It's not going to work. And I was, oh my gosh, <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> the support, the communal yeah, support. So, Jesus. Yeah, Christ. it was not, it was not uh, a very positive environment. But you know, we just kept on and we made it work. Are you a chip on your shoulder kind of guy? Do you, do you take that as motivation, or do you kind of just like block out the noise? A hundred percent took it as a chip on my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Uh, you know a lot. I don't recall a lot of like smaller bars at the time. I'm not saying that we started the trend, but at the time, it definitely was not, we'll I guess, a, a wise business choice. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are like, you know, there's hardly anybody can fit in here. How are you going to make money? I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> I guess I should have thought about that. But uh, I just wanted a small place and uh, something that I could manage on my own. And, you know, it sort of blossomed out of that into, you know, what it is now. Uh, which I'm grateful for. 
listeners, this is your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Jordan, just checking in with you to say thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, we had a lot of fun with Chris, and uh, this week's episode is brought to you by Action City Comics and Federal Way. Uh, Doug over there is holding it down, and they are finally receiving new issues. It's happening. The world is coming back around. So they're doing curbside pickup, swing through, pick up your stuff, and look online to see what they have coming in on their social media account, Action City Comics. Are you outdoors, hiking, and in need of a trendy hat or beanie or stylish clothing that is also durable? Well, then look no further than Butte Brand. Uh, they have a lot of great options on their website, and everything you purchase from Butte Brand goes to a great cause to provide clean water for those in need. That is B-U-T-T-E brand.com. Check them out. Shout out to our boy Ethan HD over at Destiny City Comics. They are now doing online ordering and they can ship to your address. So look at what they got on sale and provide some love to our boy Ethan. For those of you listening that you know own a local business or want to support a local brewery um, or anything that has to do with the comic book world, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We love having people on. We love promoting uh, local businesses especially, but really anybody that's in the realm of entertainment when it comes to nerd culture um, and alcohol. So reach out to us at Hop Heroes Pod on Instagram and Twitter or Hop Heroes Podcast at gmail.com. And finally, thank you to the Red Hot, obviously. And speaking of the Red Hot, let's get back to that show. What came to the, the the like? What came first? Was it the love of the hot dogs that kept you guys growing? You think, or was it the beer you guys had on tap, or just the combination? Uh I would like to think the combination. And I, you know, ever, you know, when we started, it was me, my parents, and two other people. That was it. So the five of us uh, pretty much cranked it out and kept it going. And um, as we started adding more people, I remember when when. It used to be um, two people behind the bar, and that was it. And then I remember when we, you know, so I was like, oh, my gosh, especially on night shift, we need to add a third person. Like, we can't keep up. And uh, that's when I knew I was like, oh, like, the business is changing. Mm. And um, so, you know, we have always tried to make it, I guess, you know, whenever we talk behind closed doors, it's, um, you know, I guess the experience of coming there, like I wanted people to feel a certain way when they come or I want them to feel comfortable when they come or I, I guess the most important is I just want people to be happy when they come to our place. And so that's sort of how we approached our business since the beginning. But um, whenever we started growing and adding more staff, I was like, okay, so we definitely need to push that more. So I hope like, you know, we definitely have some people who just come for beer. We definitely have people who just come to eat. Um, but I think the majority are coming for both. And, you know, currently sort of the environment and the vibe that our staff that we have, you know, give off and promote and, you know, just um, try to be that, uh, you know, your neighborhood local and uh, make you happy to be there. Well, you, you absolutely do. And, and I, I got to say, your staff, hats off to them because you guys have yes. such a wide audience. And I was just yes. ta- talking to my fiance the other day. This is at, the Red Hot's actually the last place. Her, her dad passed away two years ago. And oh. the Red Hot is the last place where my parents and her parents and uh, all of us got together for a dinner. 
was at the Red oh, Hot. Wow. And we have pictures of it. It's on Facebook. And I was like, God, that was a special place to us. And it's yeah. it's amazing because you. you have a thank you, man. And you have you have that family vibe. But the first time I was introduced to Red Hot, it was from my hipster buddy Davis. <laughs> it was uh, like the you know the outlier <laughs> bar that has like underground local sure. beers and everything. So your range from the family friendly to the hipster, like it, it you yeah. cover everything. Those are like opposite sides of the spectrum. So yeah, we've you know again the same. I know people will always say um, you know like what's your demographic, and I'm like I really don't want a demographic. Like I want, <laughs> I don't want my a goal. Demographic. My goal is you know you should be able to bring like your significant other one night and then your grandmother the next night and still have a positive experience. Yeah. And you know and not feel like you have to act a different way. You know depending on who you bring, it should just be sort of like an all encompassing thing. And that's sort of like, I hope what we do. So, and I, you know, to bring people back, it's just like, you know what you're going to get. And so we've always sort of like approached it that way. And that's sort of something that, you know, our staff definitely reinforces and, you know, it's really just trying to be cool to people and just being, you know, just being decent. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hats off. I got, thank you. I think one of the, and I I think a good point for this as well is the how wide you guys have a spectrum is my my buddy Marcus is a, is a vegan, him and his family. Uh And that I usually, it's kind of hard to eat with them or to, to kind of like, you know, figure out what we're going to eat. But when I was talking about the red hot, he's like, oh dude, we eat food there all the time. And I'm like, I didn't even know you had a vegan meal and and, and they're great. And, and he was I guess he was kind of wondering, like, how come you have a vegan meal, a vegan menu compared to, let's say, someone most people don't. Just sort of, you know, like going back to where I'm just trying to be uh, sort of like a neighborhood place where Mm. people are happy to go to. I mean, you know, I'm not vegan. I have never been. Uh, (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, they exist. And so, (laughs) (laughs) you know, we have we have vegans on staff. Um, We have, uh, you know, so, you know, we have people on staff that are able to to taste things, you know, like my palate uh, on some vegan things I'm not too big on. But, you know, so we try to test things on, you know, people who sort of adhere to that lifestyle. And, um, yeah, I just want to make people happy. And so. It's amazing. If you're selling if you're selling food in a city and you're not serving vegan food or at least attempting to I mean like what are you doing? Yeah. It's, um it's not it's not like a as a niche thing as that it used to be. Um and so when we had started doing it, uh we had even noticed that um a lot of our stuff on our I guess quote regular menu um was already vegan i mean there was no animal products used in it and so it was like it wasn't really that hard to adjust to make it you know and um it's it's not really a hard thing to do at all uh just makes sense (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i guess it's like you know i like onions on my hot dog and someone doesn't so i mean what's the difference right you're just Making a different product, so I dig it. Well, that's a great uh, example of adapting to your climate. Because if if anywhere there's going to be vegans in the city, it's Washington, and yeah. you've still brought some of the Carolina feel to the recipes while adapting to the Washington, you know, progressive climate. Yeah. So I think that's that's amazing. And and I uh, I do have a request. Uh, my fiance is gluten free, <laughs> so if you ever get gluten free hot dog buns in, okay, so let me know. <laughs> yes, we get that request a lot. And, uh, <laughs> I bet let you me. Do. So 
the reason we haven't adapted to like a gluten-free menu is one, we cannot find, I guess the term would be a shelf-stable gluten-free hot dog bun that uh, one, tastes good, and two, is essentially cost-effective. Sure. And so we brought in a few test items and we have, you know, we, we have some of our people that come in, you know, we know they're gluten-free, so they order without buns and stuff. And we're like, yo, here's a new product. Try this out. Tell us what you think. And everyone we brought in, they were just like, no, that doesn't taste good. I'm like, <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Not so, even a thank you, know, you for which trying. Is, like... Which is what matters at the end of the day. And so, <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, it's something that I guess this is where the business sort of comes in is like keeping bread, which is not a very shelf-stable item. Gosh, it would just be so expensive. Like, I mean, you're a, a gluten-free hot dog would be like 15 bucks or something. Because oh, <laughs> I got to, you know, I got to make up for like the 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 gluten-free buns that don't get used. And um, Absolutely. And those things go so, quick. Trust me. I yeah. Know. And the flip side, too, is that our kitchen is very small. So we have a dedicated grill for all of our vegan stuff. <clears throat> That's not hard to do. Uh, gluten, um, you know, that uh, aller- that allergy is could be very severe for some people. And so um, our kitchen is not able to be a gluten-free environment. And so I don't know if in good faith if I could tell someone, yeah, this is gluten-free, but, <laughs> you know, if someone's, you know, if we have uh, a cook in there prepping for the next day and, you know, like, I don't know, flour, and let's say something happens and it gets airborne. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. just sort of like, I don't really know if it's worth dying for, <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. There's, a, there's, those, there's those Karens out there that will say, he said it was yeah. gluten-free, and I got a tummy so, ache. So. Now, that is, um, you know, probably never going to happen. Like, that is an extreme example. But, <laughs> um, you know, because we do serve stuff with no buns and stuff like that, and we do our... We do our absolute best to, you know. Oh, Sammy's um, eaten there, like I said, a hundred times, and yeah. she's never had a problem. You guys, you guys do a great job. So it's yeah. If you if you're listening and you're gluten free and you're worried, don't be worried. This kitchen is completely <laughs> taken care we of. We actually, you know, like uh, when someone, uh, sometimes a company will be like, "Hey, we have a gluten free bun," and like we'll bring it in and we'll try it out, and you know, so we're still trying for sure. From my personal uh, experience, I worked at Red Robin for a summer in the kitchen, uh, and they have gluten free buns, and they just had a little freezer. They'd keep them in, uh-huh. and then you throw them in a the toaster oven, and then you put them on the yeah on the plate. So I'm not saying it's cheap. So I, don't tell yeah. not, don't take my suggestions. No, it might, uh, you know, like it's always <laughs> it's that I would say if anything that we're always looking for, it's definitely gluten free option. Like we, that's something that we're definitely trying to um, <laughs> to get on board with. But just at, during this time, uh, we're not available to offer it. But we're working understandable. on it. Sorry for yeah. the rabbit hole. All right, that's all right. I've had this conversation more than once. Like, I'm, I'm sure I'm you have. I'm a stranger to it. I'm sure yeah. you have. <laughs> had to ask for the people. <laughs> so your beer. So you support local beers like crazy, and if so, let me interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Let me interrupt, and I want to say that I support delicious beer. That is our oh, number one goal. I love now it. I do like to keep our money local as much as possible, though. Yeah. But yes, delicious what are you beer. on right now. Uh, stoop, stoop, uh, mosaic, emergency pail. Oh, I thought you were about to go stoop, stoop, uh, doop, stoop, uh, doop. <laughs> <laughs> that was no. perfectly. Stoop Brewing, uh, definitely just personally one of our favorites, or one of my favorites. Uh, they are currently, we do our uh, house IPA, 
we do uh, for one year, and um, they are currently brewing that for us. Um, but outside of that, I honestly have not had one beer from Stoop that was even, like, did not agree with me. Like, I've liked every, th- every single beer I've tasted from them I've loved. They're not the only one, but... Um, but yeah, I love Stoop Brewing, and I'm that's what I'm drinking tonight. Shout out to Stoop, and we tried to get some Stoop on this episode. I couldn't find any in Alaska. No, in Alaska, yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, step up your game, Stoop. I'm trying to get some of that in Anchorage. Yeah. All right. <laughs> if anything, well, we can mail ST- it. We'll just mail it to you. O U P, right? Yeah. Stoop. S T O U P. Yep. And where are they yes. located? Uh, in Ballard. In Ballard. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yeah. I haven't had a Stoop yet, but I'm excited. I mean, the, the man speaks of. A good yes. beer, I trust him. He knows what he's talking there about. There are, like, you know, and I, that's another good thing. Is, um, I don't, there's so many amazing breweries right now that it's shocking to me, anyway. Yeah. Uh, and I, I can't get over, especially in Washington, you know, it's, oh, it's amazing. Great, great climate. For yeah. There. Washington, Portland, Oregon, like, we're in a, we're in a hot spot for, delicious beer and yes i'm up here in anchorage there's some good beers up here don't get me wrong but I'm, i do yes. miss some washington absolutely beers for sure um all right well we've talked a little bit about the cuisine and a little bit about the beer i'm a, i'm a big fan of the weirdest hot dogs you have on your menu like i thought sure everybody i talked to the peanut butter the bacon you know it's like uh-huh. what, what the hell are you thinking uh what, that is uh peanut butter and bacon is probably our number one selling hot dog and i've we had yeah. a little taste test before we had you on, and, and yeah. it was my attempt at it, and it was not comparable, but it was still delicious. And if you're at home, <laughs> yeah. if you're unable to make it to Red Hot for any reason at home, you should try it. But what would you say, if it, off the top of your head, what's the most experimental hot dog recipe that either that maybe didn't even make it to the menu, but what like what's the weirdest sure. thing you've tried? Uh, we did a special. So uh, every year, every, every 420, we do a 420 dog. Um, and nice. every, every Easter we try to do like Easter dog. I'd so love to see the year, crowd on the 420 day. One year. <laughs> you know what? They're in there every other day. <laughs> they look the same. Uh, we actually 420 and Easter fell on the same day. And so we made a hot dog that was, so our all beef dog that we use. And then we made a mixture of peanut butter and Nutella. And then we put mm. put that on, and then we put peeps on top of it. No, you didn't. Yeah, and that elicited more comments probably than any other <laughs> hot dog we've ever done. You don't say like <laughs> r- like rave raving reviews. You say comments. So like, what yes, you, what because comments they daily? swing both ways, <laughs> and uh, you know, it was definitely. I'll just say it was unique. <laughs> Did you name it the controversial dog? <laughs> uh, you know what? I probably just the 420 dog on those days. Yeah, but for sure. It was. Um, I didn't think it would be like, but like some people were pissed <laughs> after like, they ordered. How it? could you do that? And like, it's disgusting. The disgrace and, of the hot dog. <laughs> but yeah, you know, and, and you know, any special we do, like we taste everything that goes out, and. uh it might not have been my bag, but a lot of people really liked it, and a lot of people had fun with it, and that was sort of where we go with those ones. But <laughs> I think out of all the, you know, some of our specials are really, like, labor-intensive, and we really, like, put a lot into them. 
And that one was just sort of like, ah, oh, we'll just do this and this, you know, whatever. It's like a stoner thing. And, uh, holy shit. Like <laughs> the comments were like insane. <laughs> like it definitely elicited a response. <laughs> hey man, yeah. no press is bad press, I guess. <laughs> um, so do you ever take requests or submissions for recipe ideas? <laughs> I do. I'm not saying where they'll go, but uh, go ahead and hit me with what you got. Oh, I'm not. Oh, I mean, if you're going to insist, <laughs> I, I know what that means. So you ask me that question. <laughs> I, I, I was just throwing this idea out there. You could call it the hop hero or whatever okay. you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. That's just me being biased, but it's a play on a hero sandwich and it has okay. some hops involved. Okay. So I was thinking it could be, you know, all beef dog or brat, whatever your preference. Uh, it could be braised in an IPA. So you get the hops in there. Okay. Wrapped in prosciutto with mm-hmm. some grilled onions and some spicy deli mustard and melted Swiss. Okay. On a toasted hoagie. So it has the hero feel. Okay. So <clears throat> we've actually done something like very similar to that. Damn it. Let me, I, I will look up and get... <laughs> I know we, I know we've done variations on that for sure. Uh, with pr- like prosciutto wrapped, uh, we did not braise it in IPA though. That's, um, but uh, yeah, we'll look into it. Well, we'll get the fan push on this one. We just talked about earlier in the episode how they're releasing the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League because the fans have been pushing for two years with the hashtag uh-huh. release the Snyder cut. So we'll have a release the hop hero. Um, <laughs> we'll put a vote out there. Hashtag going, and we'll get the movement because I think people need to taste this dog. And if 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 anybody's gonna taste it, I'll just make it in my kitchen, you know, and then I'll, I'll there you go hot and have some delicious beer. Um, what else you got, Jr? What questions do you have for Chris? Well, we before we go into the my last and final question, I I want everybody to know that Chris, we actually got to talk to Chris a couple weeks ago about getting everything set up, you know, the uh, you know all the things that he's planning for the Red Hot and just kind of get to know each other. But I don't know if everybody knows that you you love comics. Like you read comics. Today, I do love right? comics. What, what do right. you... I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> so he's not just a normal guest or, or a guest with food and drink and beer. He's actually a guest who really loves comics. Um, and I do. What, what are you reading right now? I know it was something that you were hyped up about. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm just catching up now on Saga. Uh, oh, I'm into great, great. I'm into volume four right now. Beautiful. Um, so I'm currently reading that that's sort of my jam right now uh i don't get to read as much as i want to but um yeah that's what i'm definitely on now and ethan over at um destiny city uh, destiny city comics was Shout like out, ethan you... hd <laughs> yeah he was like you need to read this and I was like, all right and he said that in that voice too you need to read this brother <laughs> yes totally <laughs> uh so um so that's in my stack as well for sure I know <clears throat> when I, my whole background in comics comes from, you know, as being younger, uh, Amazing Spider-Man has always been my jam. Uh, welcome to the preach, until, baby, preach. Until issue 700. <laughs> no longer, I'm no longer on board. Forgot we had that uh, conversation. <laughs> yeah. You're not alone. I'm, I'm still bitter. I don't know why, but. I get it. Uh, yeah. You know. There's a lot of controversy out there about Spider-Man, particularly Superior Spider-Man. <laughs> We're talking, yeah. yes. <laughs> so swing and a miss. Um, yeah, uh, I just <laughs> like I said, uh, I don't mind having my Amazing Spider-Man spoon-fed to me. I right. don't really, I don't really need too much um, development on that character. 
Uh, I think that's why I would read it. But, um, you know, I pretty much grew up reading mostly Marvel stuff and uh, some DC here and there, um, a lot of Image, a lot of Vertigo, stuff like that. But even though I'm a, a jaded ex-Amazing Spider-Man reader, I still love, like, the um, the direction they went with the Miles Morales character. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. the, Spider, the Spider-Verse stuff is, like, amazing. Uh, that was so well done. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, like I said, so currently I'm just, like, catching up on Saga and, uh, you know, digging through some old stuff and pulling out some trades and rechecking out some stuff that I might have missed. Yeah. Dig it. I dig so, it. We have uh, Anthony Gramuglia coming on next week, who's a writer for a comic book resource, and we're going to talk about the potential of the Ultimatum storyline in Marvel taking over the MCU. And in that storyline, Magneto becomes the big baddie. He's the new big boss. And there's I've never read it yet. We're, we're re- working through it right now, but there's a lot of, lot of controversy over the, um, the storyline, and, and there's a lot of deaths and Doctor Doom becomes like an anti-hero and everything. But what do you what do you think? Do you think Magneto can hold that 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 place on the altar next to Thanos as as an ultimate baddie, or do you think? He'd be yeah, I absolutely do. <laughs> I loved Magneto. Yeah. Man, I always thought throughout the years of like reading comics, you know, from sort of his tie-in with Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, and sort of his origin story. And his relationship with Professor X and like all of those tangents and um, I always thought he was like an amazing villain and as well as the like the perfect anti-hero mm-hmm. um, to where he could go either way. And even I remember as a kid, you know, he was the bad guy and I would be, I'd be like, you know, you sort of find yourself rooting for him sometimes or like, yeah, maybe he's not wrong. And um <laughs> You know, so I always was like, oh, you know, it it always sort of elicited a different response for me. But I absolutely love the character of Magneto. And, yeah, I think whatever you want to do with him, man, absolutely. (laughs) Whatever, as long as he's on the screen. Yeah, like, you know, um, (laughs) I always just, like, love the character and even, like, the helmet and everything. Like, I I remember, you know, being younger and everyone's like, oh, the helmet's dumb. Or, you know, I was just like, what? That's the best part. (laughs) They didn't understand the, the reason behind it. I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I absolutely love the character. I know for me, uh, Magneto is so iconic. I mean, he's he's been he's such like, I mean, he's got like one of the ultimate powers that you know they rate mutants by like numbers, you know, and he's always been like a cat- yeah, yeah, category five or plus, not really having yeah. one, you know, uh, an omega mutant, um, mm-hmm. and. In the movies, I thought they did a great job on both guys. You know, uh, I did too. Ian McKellen, yeah. McKellen was amazing. I love him uh, not just because he's the the Gray Wizard, um, but uh, right. Gandalf <laughs> the Gray. Yeah, um, but also uh, uh, Michael Fassbender, I thought was an amazing young, and hopefully they can continue yes. with him. That's my one, one contingency. If they bring Magneto into the MCU, it has to be Fassbender. Yeah, I mean, they're two for two. You know, but, like, three for three is really hard. I don't know if they can perfectly yeah, cast any better. Yeah, you know, when they switched, they were like, oh, you know, this new guy's going to be portraying more Magneto. I was like, there's no way. Yeah. They're... Like, there's no way after, you know, that performance, there's no way this guy can match it. And I was just, like, floored, man. Yeah. I was just like, oh. Dude, 
in first class when he's training him to move that fucking uh what is it the big satellite dish yeah and he's yeah. Like, using his pain instead of his anger and he's like Tear- yeah. oh my god i teared up almost <laughs> so powerful so powerful yeah he's yeah. yeah. such a great a character yeah they've done a good job genius. in in comic books and and in the movies i mean we just read the house of x and he's kind of like a minor role but he was yeah. still a badass in that story Dude, so good yeah. Uh, that was such a good one. Yeah, he's really and Xavier sexy. was almost like creepy. He was just like, mm, I know he was like, kind of with his uh, big weirdo. ass helmet and shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super weird. Well, I'm excited for it. Hopefully, that's the case. It's rumored. Um, I would love to see Doctor Doom in the MCU. I think they could do a really cool job. Fantastic with Doom. Four is definitely rumored. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm super. They need to redo it since they bombed yeah. the last set. So, I don't know why they keep striking out with that, man. I don't know. Like, I don't. They're just too it's, Disney. They need to get a little darker with it, and 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 not so young. They went really young on the last one. It was just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael B. Jordan's that movie, isn't I he? I know he is. And he's, everybody forgot. Yeah. He's, the human, <laughs> like, he's like, human torch. I think they were just trying to cross too many lines too fast, and um, they really the. I mean, it was just Doctor Doom was. I don't know. I, the guy who played him was really weird too. So that was that, the soundtrack's great though, like the musical film yeah, score. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. that part. <laughs> what, what about this? What, what about Zach Efron for Human Torch? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Did you not watch uh, uh, <laughs> what it was on that stupid beat? I've seen thing? everything he's in, JR, so I've seen it. Whatever you're going to say. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Chris. Did you not watch him on I, Baywatch? <laughs> I have one spot in my heart for that kind of heartthrob, and it's for <laughs> Ryan Gosling. So we'll stop it there. Uh, uh, all right, right. Well. Thank you. Go we'll, we'll reel back from the, the rabbit hole of Ryan Gosling and, and Jack Efron yeah, and Man's Abs. <laughs> and uh, and uh, no, thank you so much for taking the time to be on this, Chris. And, and uh, Absolutely. I, I just would love to give you this opportunity to talk about how we can, as uh, locals or even us outside of the state, how can we support Red Hot right now? What do you have going on? Uh, so we're currently um, trying to reopen uh, for phase two. Um, not sure when that's going to happen. Uh, we possibly might reopen for takeout to go like a bunch of other places. Um, we're still sort of figuring that out, but, uh, possibly even as early as next week. Um, how do we find that out? Where do we get the updates? Just our social media, like, you know, Instagram, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, so is it at the uh, red hot Tacoma or? Uh, Facebook is Red Hot Tacoma, and Twitter and Instagram are the Red Hot. The Red Hot. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so shooting for next week for for to go, and then phase two for for opening. We'll up. see. I, it's not you know like it's so like difficult right now. You know uh, everything is <clears throat> so like it changes daily, honestly. Right. Yeah. And just trying to like navigate everything, and you know we definitely want to make sure that our staff is kept safe and so we're definitely are we're doing some work at the at the space right now to sort of ensure that <clears throat> but um we'll definitely be making our our return very soon and uh trying to uh like everybody else do the best we can right now yeah absolutely and and any and when we follow you guys on twitter and instagram so any updates we'll be throwing to our listeners way as well uh just yeah. so you know when to get in there how you can get get in touch and, and support um and then before we close out there there's rumor that there's a podcast coming to the red hot now what's what's the what's the yeah behind that? Uh, uh, <laughs> it's something i've always wanted to do uh that i've threatened to do and i think we're finally going to 
uh, get that going here will be the Red Hot Cast. And um, oh, yeah. hopefully we can get onto that. I'm sort of my priorities are in a different spot right now, but hopefully we can shift back to that pretty quick. Um, of course. But yeah, definitely. And you guys will be the first to know. Thanks for all your help behind the scenes, by the way. Of course. Oh, of course. Yep, That's what we're here for. We, we've learned painfully, and our listeners have learned painfully along with us. So yeah. we're, we're figuring out technical difficulties. And, help out help uh, out, so you don't go through it. We did <laughs> lose yeah, some audio yeah, here and there. <laughs> let us know when the podcast comes on, because I would love to uh, put together my thesis and my yeah. thousand-word essay on why a hop hero should be on the menu. So, <laughs> all right. So I'll bring it. I'll bring it, baby. Yeah. so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, can I say uh, one more thing? Of course. Oh, please. I would just like to tell anybody who's listening to uh, please um, patronize your local business. Mm-hmm. Um, any local business, uh, your independently owned mom and pop shops right now uh, really could use the help. Uh, also, um, please be patient uh, with your staff. Uh, everybody is trying to make as great experience as possible. Um, but you know, this is all very new to us as well. I think, um, we're all having to essentially create a new business on the fly. And so it could take some time, but, uh, you know, we're going to be there for everybody and we just want everybody to have a good time, but, um, it's going to take some time to get there. So, uh, yeah, please, uh, keep your money local wherever you are and, uh, help those businesses out because they sure could use it right about now. Absolutely. We're all in this together. We got to support those. It's yep. not about convenience right now. It's about the meaning behind it and every purchase counts. So 100%. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for being on, Chris. This has been a blast. Yeah, it's been a blast, man. I love you guys' podcast. And, uh, <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, keep Appreciate up the great that, work. Man. Thanks for having us on. And we're going to we're gonna have to swindle our way into having a, some kind of after party at your at your bar one way or another. <laughs> I like to ask you things on air so you feel a little bit of guilty. <laughs> it's so like, rude. It's yes. right? <laughs> you and... <laughs> And I'll be honest, Chris, you're only kind of getting like half of the the pressure because usually him and Zach are like a double team, and they're like, "Yeah, let me uh-huh. let me sneak in this request and enjoy." Oh, this is a soft sell. Yeah, yeah this, this is, is a soft, soft sell. Right? Usually, there's two of them, and I'm just standing there like this. What? <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well. Hey, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not living. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, so true. that's it. <laughs> so true. No, so true. Thank you so much, Chris. This has been yeah. a blast. Uh, go support the Red Hot. Follow them on social media. Follow us on social media at Hop Heroes Pod, and we'll be throwing out updates. Um, and like Chris said, support your local businesses, please. Right now is more important than ever. Um, thank you, Chris, and we will see y'all next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks.